So you realize that I, we've all got junk and reasons why we could make them excuses. Mm. I'm this gender. I'm this ethnicity. I had this setback. We've all got it. Sure. Some people overcome it. And that's a result of who you become. And that is usually the result of some genetic makeup, DNA, but it's mostly things that are within your control. What you listen to, who you hang out with, the books you read, the habits that you practice, and the way that you fast lane all of that is by changing who you hang out with. That's it. That's everything. Welcome to the Internet Jet Set Podcast. Now, this podcast is made for those who are tired and want to ditch their corporate lives and work for themselves and experience everything that the freedom of self-employment has to offer. So on this podcast, my guest and I will share tactical ways in which you can work for yourself and the blueprint to get started building the life of your dreams. So visit me on my YouTube channel, John Cristani on YouTube for more exclusive content and to get access to a free training course to help you get started with your first profitable internet business. What's up, guys? Great to see you. Or I'm supposed to say you, not guys, no plurals. Why? You're supposed to talk to them like they're uh, like individuals. Oh, that's a YouTube rule. Yeah, I didn't a, know that. It's a YouTube rule. Okay, no plurals. Never, never, no, plurals. no plurals. It's, it's one person at the end of the Okay, so got you, it. Uh, no plurals allowed in this interview. I got it. Thank you. For, thank you. for Thank you for teaching me so much. Oh. Okay. Well, first off, dude, I, I wanted to, I, I, I had like a whole like series of questions like in my mind. And here we are. Oh, here we are. So um, weird, but we are here to mastermind uh, about an influencer mastermind. I'm feeling slightly awkward right now. And uh, I want to know why shouldn't we feel guilty? Why, why does Daniel Moran, Ryan Moran not feel guilty? Where is there's no guilt in being a capitalist. So so there's what, no guilt here. What what is what has crafted this amazing person? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Where does it come from? You know what's interesting is um is uh entrepreneurs get successful after a while and then they become some of them become big liberals where they feel guilty about their success and they feel they need to like give I it all know away. Anything and be, about that living and, in LA. Yeah, right. Well, where I'm getting is like there's there's like inherent guilt that happens when, when people become successful. Um and 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 that that's just an unnecessary belief. The reason is because like the, the greatest way to make change in the world mm. is through a profitable business. Because business is ultimately the way that you distribute something profitably. Now now in like the YouTube world, we tend to think of business as a way to have passive income so that you can be selfish and live a better life. But the function of business is so that you can distribute something that may, has a meaningful impact on someone else. So the best thing you could possibly do for the world is for you to be rich and successful, for you to profitably distribute what it is that you want to share with the world, a product, an idea, a service, whatever makes a meaningful impact for somebody else. Like that, that is your greatest gift to the world and you should be able to do it profitably. And the more profitable it is, the more good you are able to contribute to the world. And so there's no need to be guilty about that. So, so here's a, by the way, guys, this beautiful, I, I don't know if there's, I'll, I'll, put, I'll throw in some B-roll afterwards, but we're at a, Ryan's Lake House right about here this for in Austin, Texas. Um, but but I got some B-roll for you, John. <laughs> You're fucking crazy. <laughs> but talking, dude, actually, this is really interesting. Is like guilt to become successful. Not after people become successful. They're like, we're giving it all away. To be, is, do you have to separate like 
do you have to get rid of guilt just to become successful? Like what's, what's the, is there a relationship between guilt and success? Money will amplify whatever, whoever you are. It's just like alcohol, right? So, so, so if, if somebody loves attention and that's how they get love and how their ego is satisfied, you give them alcohol, they don't become a quiet introvert that's cute in the corner. Sure. They become the void, like the loud, boisterous person at the party. It's the same exact thing if you give someone money. Money is an amplifier just like alcohol is. So if you have somebody who feels guilt about whoever they are and you give them a lot of money, it's going to amplify that. I've, and I've, 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 he I've heard that before. I've been to Tony Robbins and stuff like that. But I want to hear what, what I mean, is that, is that what you think in terms of like to you have to uh, – so there's no relationship between guilt and making money in the first place and charging ridiculous prices or – is that really of course what you not. believe? Okay. Of course not. There's absolutely no correlation between the two. Okay. Money is a measure of value. Like you, there's, there's no guilt associated with creating value for other people. The end. Okay. There's no guilt associated with, with creating. creating. So here, here's, here is, here's, here is the, the big distinction. There, there, you either believe that there's a fixed amount, and by me having this over here, you can't have it. Or you believe that by me having this thing over here, it actually makes it easier for you to get it. Mm. So I do you either a bad thing by having this thing because it prevents you from getting it, or it makes it easier for you to have your thing because I've created a new path and changed your mm. beliefs. You tend to either believe one or the other. Yep. I believe the other. I, I believe that there's abundance. And the, the, the reason, the only evidence we need is to look at the world 100 years ago. We have longer lifespans. We've solved more problems. We have higher standards of living. In fact, the lowest of the low in first world countries live better lives than rich people a few hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. because, because you don't leave your house and die from cholera. So, so we live vastly better lives. That's abundance. That is value. So it's not just dollars. Value is subjective. It's quality of life. And we have higher than ever before in history, no doubt. So value is what we, we measure in money, and we use that as a way to exchange that subjective value, which is increasing all the time. So there's no guilt associated with creation of value, and that's what we're doing as entrepreneurs. We, we, we tend to think there's this pie over here, and i got to get mine. But the truth is, you're making the pie. Like you, just, you just add more totally. to the pie, and some of it comes to you. I, I totally I totally agree. Um, now, as somebody who's created, like, assisted 500 people in becoming millionaires, mm -hmm. do you think intelligence has any? Do you, Do you think IQ or intelligence has any effect on? Yes. Okay. I don't even know what that what, what the next question is, but yes. So so yes, intel obviously like like intelligence is a variable. Now you can overcome a bunch of different variables. Like hard work is a variable. So intelligent people don't necessarily work harder. Hardworking people aren't necessarily more intelligent. It's just a variable in the overall equation. Mm -hmm. Now, some of them are within your control. I would even argue intelligence is a little bit within your control. A little bit. Like you can do things to become smarter. And I'm talking about the way people are born. So, so, so. I'm talking about the books you read or the okay. college you go to. I'm talking about. So you're talking about natural, innate about talent. Natural. Like it, innate talent. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a variable, and you can't change that. But you can change a whole hell of a lot of other things, and those are things within your control. We do all this focusing on what we can't control. 
Meanwhile, there's a bunch of things that are. And you don't get rich or even improve your life or anybody else's life by focusing on the things that you can't control. You focus on the things you can control. And as soon as you double down on that, you can change whatever you want. Now, you've, you, you invite a lot of ridiculously successful people. You, you've been around a lot of ridiculously successful people. You, 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 you told me earlier that you, net, you, you really try to keep those five people. Or you are the five people. You, you try to keep some really high-value yeah. people yeah. around you. Are there any public examples of people you've personally met that you, you can say they don't have a lot of in natural intelligence, but they have overcome <laughs> it? And, uh, oh, man. I mean, and, and yes, this is, I mean, this is being broadcast on YouTube, but you don't need Grant to Cardone it. doesn't have a lot of uh, natural intelligence. Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone doesn't have a lot of natural How did he make intelligence. Up for, how did he make up for it? Um, he works incessantly. Um, he's, a great, he's a great salesman. He has one. He had a skill that he completely doubled down on. Like I mean, he went completely all in on one skill set. So, so I, I did that persuasion so, or sa- telesales. I mean, well, sales is his. Sales, it, yeah. So, so here's here's an interesting distinction. Like, um, intelligence is not necessarily associated with skill set. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's one of the variables. It's Intelligence is a variable. Like like give give me somebody with 170 IQ. It doesn't necessarily mean they'll be successful. It just means that they're going to be really smart. Mm-hmm. So are most professional athletes incredibly intelligent? Maybe I don't know. I've never been in a professional mm-hmm. athlete. Um, I there's plenty of people I'm sure on paper are have a lower IQ than me and are more successful than me. In fact, I am probably held back by intelligence because I overthink mm. things. Like I, I have to get coaching from people who are like, you need to stop overthinking it. Like you are way, you're, you are being too smart about this. Yeah. So intelligence is a factor. Um, and it can, it will like intelligence and conscientiousness are the greatest predictors. Conscientiousness of, means self-awareness or what do you mean by that? The conscientiousness is, you might call it like personal autonomy. Okay. Like the, Personal... the, 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 the ability to control oneself. Okay. Like the, the, the ability to, to con- control oneself and to use it effectively. Self-control. Where it's like, oh my God, my, my, my dog's sick. I have to, you know, like. That's the exact like, example I was thinking of in my mind right there. When your I'm dog is life sick. Issues, life issues. That's what I'm thinking. What, 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 I'm, what I'm getting at yeah. is, yes, those are variables and they're contributing variables. And there are plenty of people who are dumber than you. Mm-hmm who have done better. And so we can't use that as an excuse. Okay. So life issues are not an excuse. Guys? Well, hold on. Well, like, yeah. sure, they're an excuse. Like uh-huh. life issues, are, of course, of course life issues are an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they too are a variable. Mm-hmm. And we dwell on all the things that we can't control. But there's plenty of things you can control. So I've talked to a lot of people who, who uh, you know, are going through this struggle. You know, they've started different businesses and a, a lot of life issues come up. They, they, they believe more, more than the normal person. Maybe there's divorce, car mm-hmm. accident, mm-hmm. computer battery overheated and broke down. And, you know, there was Didn't a have the right socks. in their hometown. You know, a million yeah. things and it's been a stack. And it's been a stack and it's, it's, it's held them back. They have sick, you know, medical bills for their mom and all this mm-hmm. crazy shit. Sure. 
I mean, that's real stuff. It's it's real stuff. And you, you can't, you know, if your mom is sick and just got, you know, heart attack and had to go to the hospital and that, you know, blah, blah, whatever. These are real things. This is real situation. How does one... How does one? Uh, I can't keep looking in the eye because the sun is no so worries, is no so worries, bright. No so I'm going to no look at the camera. I'm going to look directly at you. Um, you can I can kind of see you in there. How does you know? How do those not go factor into things? Somebody who's been held back with so many circumstantial things. Uh, you know, you've maybe I've I haven't had many of those things happen in my life. How can you not feel guilty? How do you stuff? not feel guilty? No, you. I'm not talking to me. Well, I was talking to me when you were me. That, <laughs> that's a different so, like, How do I not feel guilty about... The fact that maybe... That like, how, how was your... I guess, how did you grow up? Did you grow up... Would you say you grew up so, privileged? Is, is, did you have is the, a lot of problems in becoming successful? So is the nut that you're trying to crack... If I overcame things, or is the nut that you're trying to crack? If, I want to know if about are your situation ex- becoming becoming successful. Oh man, like like because I, grew- I know I grew, I got I'll say my own example. It was easy. I didn't have any dependents. I was on my own. I grew up from you know I I grew up in a fairly wealthy family. Um, you know I always did well in school. I didn't have a really hard. So path. you so so you so <laughs> like, do you you have some entrepreneurial guilt? No, did I did I, who's who's being interviewed here? Who's who's being interviewed now? Or maybe I'm playing devil's advocate because I'm trying to get some interesting shit out of you. Who knows? But I want to hear your story. I'm I'm giving you my story as an example. wasn't wasn't that hard. I want right, to hear. So, I want to hear yours. So uh, we can my, talk about mine later. Yeah, my 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 dad was a school teacher. My mom was a stay at home mom mm-hmm. until they split when I was like eleven or twelve. Okay. and from that point on run reduced lunch programs. It's okay. like government subsidized lunch programs. Okay. Right. Um, at 12 years old, basically learn, I got to go figure out my own stuff. Like mm-hmm. no one was going to take care of me. No one was going to help me. I, I, it was, it was on me, which by the way, I discovered later was a really unhealthy belief for the long term, but it made it's me, but it made me very personally responsible in the short term, Interesting. which was, which was a, a good strategy as a teenager really holds you back when you're an adult if you believe that it's all on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. But what that forced me to do was figure out how I wanted my life to be and what I wanted out of it. And we spend this, we, we spend so much energy today trying to insulate ourselves from hard times. But hard times are the things that actually build us. And we, like, responsibility doesn't go away just because you hand it off to someone else. Like the responsibility of you to control and be autonomous over your own life, mm-hmm. that is there infinite until you die, until you're gone. And we try to stack the deck to insulate ourselves from hardship or be, doing the hard work of responsibility, mm-hmm. but it's still there. And you can either trade that and be less free or you can create your own life. So, so for me, at 12, I basically became an adult. I started working at 12. What did you do? I umpired. I was a janitor at my church. Oh, shit. I, at 15, then started working at Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin Robbins. 14 or 15? I think you had to be 15 to get a work permit. So I was 15. In fact, I remember uh, this kid in the computer lab. His name was Scott. It was This was uh, when AOL Instant Messenger was still a thing. He was messaging with somebody. 
And uh, he read it out loud. Hey, do you want to get together after school today? It was a girl that he was, uh, he was, he was dating in high school. And I look, I'm like, who the hell has time to hang out after school? I didn't have an after school. I, I went and worked. And then I studied. And then I slept when I could. And did that through high school. Wow. And then started my first business at 18. Now, but now here's the, now the good side is that made me a very hard worker. The downside, it made me very dark and lonely for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Suicidal depression, feeling like everything was on my shoulders, an an incredible darkness, right? And that's another challenge that had to be overcome. And, and, and overcoming those things is how you become the person that you are to be. That's how you uncover everything that you are. And so we spend so much energy trying to hide from that. Mm-hmm. And in reality, that is the path through. We've all got it. We've all got junk. You've got junk. I've got junk. You've got junk. We've all got it. Yeah, Shinichi's got it. And, and so, so the idea that we can use that as an excuse, like, yes, it's a variable. And it's also part of your uniqueness. And value is unique, inherently unique. So it's also the thing that makes you great. Okay. That's, uh, it sounds basically you've done a lot of hard work. You've just constantly been working. So you feel no, I mean, it's, I would, I would imagine it's impossible to feel guilt if you've known you've always worked since you were 12. Well, look, so these are, these are not correlated ideas. The, the idea of, of working hard and not feeling guilty. These are separate ideas. Okay. Like you, you can be lazy as hell and be rich and you still don't have to feel guilty mm-hmm. if you've done that by producing other things that other people voluntarily mm-hmm. want. There's no guilt associated with that. In fact, I probably feel more guilt about working too hard than I do about the money that's in the bank. Really? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because there's an opportunity cost to how much you work. I am now in my 30s unlearning all of the hard work that I did as a teenager and in my 20s. It's funny, my family's from Indiana. Indiana and Illinois, so I have that Midwestern, like, it's insane. It, I, I don't know, my parents taught me to be so hardworking, and it's just like, if you're not working hard, it's you're doing something wrong. Yeah, that served them up to a certain point. It exactly. doesn't mean it has to serve you. What part of Indiana? Uh, Portage, the north. All right, cool. Steel mills. Ma- Marion, Indiana. Lived there for four years. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, go on. Whatever. Um, <laughs> whatever Indiana no, it's, whatever Indiana I like uncles or like Jim Bob and like you know I, uh, it's just really I, my grandpa I was love big Indiana. Bobo my dad was little Bobo I loved I loved the cornfields man <laughs> loved him funny. love Indiana so okay so basically now you're a big proponent of capital so like a little yeah a little bit you, little. you only founded the capitalism conference right. now why right and I remember you saying, like, why are you, why is it so important? There's lots of strategies you've used to, you know, become wealthy and you've taught some of your stuff and I teach people how to, how they can start internet businesses and yada, yada, yada. But you started Capitalism Conference, not to teach a specific way to start mm-hmm. a business, but as a way to connecting people and helping you know, helping entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. What was what was the point point of it? Because you you'd been talking about this a little bit earlier, and I actually think it's really intriguing, and would like to hear more about the impetus. Yeah. So the, the the impetus was realizing that if I really wanted to go where I wanted to go, which is my ultimate goal, is to buy the Cleveland Indians. 
which is so weird. He's serious, by the way. He's so weird. What's weird about buying the Cleveland Indians? Get out of my house. You're in Austin now. So, so. Whatever. You have never loved anything, John. You don't know what love is. So, I can tell you what love is if you want to know later. Um, Stop. So, so. Cameras are rolling. Um, <laughs> where are we going with this? I wanted to hear what the impetus right. behind so starting, midget porn, which is so, not, which um, it's not a big, mu- it's not like there. I just don't think there's a sh- ton of money in events. Like oh, I, there's not. No, there's shit it's, money in it's, events. It's not right. Like, so no, the, know, the impetus was this. The impetus was this. I have, I have, I have this goal yeah. right here. And in our world of talking about internet businesses, like that's great up until a certain point. And it, and 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 when you get that. Mm-hmm. You say, okay, well, who's who's like building a real business? I have money. I have a lake house. I have another house. I so have this like, was so know, no, no. Money. I own all of this because of what I did at the yeah. capitalism conference. So, so I had built a. Oh, interesting. You got. I this. had done the internet thing, right? You can make yeah. ten thousand dollars a month in your underwear or whatever. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. I wanted more out of life. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that, then what? What do you? What do you? What what's your what are you after? What do you what's what matters to you? What are you building that has a legacy to it? Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know how to ask those questions of myself. Mm-hmm. So in order for me to why not? Because there was no one around me asking those questions. Mm-hmm. Like you are who you surround yourself with. We are tribal beings. Who were you surrounded with? And are, are there, you living in Cleveland at the time? Or are you living out? I was living here in Austin. And who who did you? Other internet yourself? entrepreneurs who talk about hustle and grind and passive income. Right, all great things. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I wanted to play a bigger game. Okay, and so to play a bigger game, I needed to get around different people. Mm-hmm. I didn't have access to those people. I did not have them, mm-hmm. so I just paid them. <laughs> beautiful. So it's I beautiful just beautiful what money can do. <laughs> I I found out. This is, actually, this was all of my retained earnings at the time. All of my retained earnings I put onto the table. Are you serious? All of it. I rolled all the dice on my first event. You're freaking crazy. I am not crazy. Are you serious? So here's, here's, this was my, nuts. This, it was not nuts. And here's why. So, so. Don't ever put all the, so, well, yes. Go so, on. so I would say it is a good investment to roll all your dice on a mentor. I just knew I couldn't pay the mentorship fee of the people I wanted to be around, mm. but I could get them for a day mm. and get them for one day to all fly into Texas and if I spent three days with those people and invited other people to join, maybe I could help mitigate the cost. And what are the booking fees of some of these people? I'd imagine twenty-five to two hundred and fifty k. Yeah, it's a good yeah, range. That's a good range. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on just to get these people yeah, in. Yeah, it's not. It's not cheap. It is, and and that you does know, not factor in. And then we fed all the attendees and had like, all the stuff, right? Right. So. Um, this was not a business to me. What happened then was over the next couple of years, I built a company to $10 million and sold it. Mm-hmm. Right? I started inspiring a bunch of entrepreneurs around the world. And the reason was because I started thinking differently. I started putting together the thought patterns of the sharks on Shark Tank and the Gary Vaynerchuks and the people who, who ran big enterprises. Mm-hmm. And, and as a result of doing that, your brain just fires differently. And so we can all think of a time where we met someone and everything changed. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. Like there was a person. Uh, one of my buddies, Jeff Wood, says if you've, if you've hit a plateau, it's because you're missing a person. Mm-hmm. Not a piece of information. Because how many times do you go watch a YouTube video and then you're like, that was good information. What do I do now? It just mm-hmm. becomes a longer to-do list. But when you meet a person, you change. And, and you're talking physically, right? 
Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, biologically, we change. I mean, we, we literally change by, like, literally, uh, um, this is some trippy stuff right here. So if, you're, if, if, if an alpha male dies, the second in line that usually becomes alpha male, then there's a testosterone increase that literally prepares that person to become the alpha. In humans? Or in, humans. in humans. In humans. So the how do we, how does that, like, it, Tony Robbins dies and I'm just going to get a, whoever, somebody, somebody else. If, if he there. had a second in command, if he had a second in command, if Jarek, his son, sure. took over, there would be a physiological change in really? him of now leading that empire. That's, that's yeah. totally. Isn't that crazy? That's really weird. And biologically, uh -huh. we're wired to be like predisposition for certain like fit in the tribe. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it is. You change and you change your environment. It is, it is a both and. So all this to say who you surround yourself physiologically changes you. Biologically, physiologically changes you. And it changes what you think about. It changes what you normalize. It changes what your habits are. Everything is who. It's not what. It's not how. Sometimes it's when, but it's always who. That, like the, the hack like the hack to making a million dollars is hanging out with people who make a million dollars. Like the, 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 that's the hack. Like, yeah, we could go through like these con like algorithms and like systems and, and all of this. Y you are not likely to force yourself to, uh, to, 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 to actually will yourself into doing those things. But if you are surrounded by people to where that is normal and natural, you just become that person. You, you have to. You're, the tribe says you have to. So I, every year, just book the people that I'm scared of, or the people that challenge me, people that make me play a different game, and I bring them into Texas, and I put it all on the line for the capitalism conference, right? I make my money in other businesses. Mm -hmm. Capitalism conferences I do for me and for my people in order to play a different game. And that's why my life has changed so much in the few years, that I've been doing this and why everybody who goes to that says the same thing. Interesting. And dude, that, that is all. What's funny. What's funny about this is it seems so easy. Like he's like, Oh, this is a hack. Oh, just, just surround yourself with people who are like where you want to be. Or like he's saying it's a hack, but it's like, it's a, it's actually a real hack. And I, I'm going to just kind of parrot this. My, Really quick origin story is I got, I was working for an ad agency and they, this guy, Chris Daigle, who's a consultant for, you know? Yeah, okay. good friend. So he invited me to this, the, the secret, the secret society mastermind group, which is, uh, this guy, Neil Strauss, this author, Neil Strauss <laughs> has this Neil. group that it was like 50 or a hundred thousand dollars a year. Huh. And they were having a get together at, uh, they do once or twice a year at, at the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. They rented out the whole second floor. There's a bowling alley, a lounge, uh, you know, all this stuff. It's all these douche, like uber rich, douchebag, super rich marketers. Who, who else can afford $100,000 a year for this, like, really? That's heck. Like, you gotta be a douche to be successful. Not a douche. <laughs> not a, but, uh, but you know what, I, you know what I'm, I mean, it's, what it was Neil Strauss's group. So I understand. <laughs> but the point is, um, I was there and I met, I met the guy who would, it was, and I was, I was, I felt imposter syndrome. I was yeah. like, Oh yeah, yeah. my God. Every person I'm talking to, they're like, what do you do? I'm like, Oh, I do 
I manage, I'm a pay-per-click manager, like analyst. Like uh, it was crazy. But from there I got, I got one client, which ended up paying me $50,000 a month. They put me, they said, Oh, we'll give you 10,000 a month or a percent of the revenue you create for the company. And that ended up becoming $50,000 a month deal that lasted for years. And that was my start, but it was putting myself in this room. I was like, Holy shit. I got to get like, how does this, this, so Dude, you're right though. The hack goes goes on. Now I want to challenge you, and I want to say, okay, that's cool. You st- it takes three months of freaking work to put on a capital. Isn't aren't there easier ways to put yourself? I mean, couldn't you just join an investment group and probably you know couldn't you, you surround yourself with grizzled old <laughs> deca millionaires? Pro- probably. You know, I wanted a very specific group of people when I started doing this. Self help people. I mean, couldn't you just pay Tony Robbins like? 100k platinum mastermind group i mean aren't there more efficient ways to do this than oh maybe maybe i mean didn't you did you not think about uh, you're 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 saying like you know like oh like obviously i wanted all of those people in one room you wanted specific people in in the same room at the same time that's what what i wanted why so specific i mean because you probably could have got the same net worth or the same people in the personal development industry, you join Joe Polish's mastermind, or you join Dan Kennedy, you pay him 50K a year. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, those, those are two marketers, and I didn't want to hang out with other marketers. Mm. I wanted to be around business people. I wanted to be around empire builders. And, yeah. and so I wanted, I wanted to be around specific people. Who are those specific people, and why was it so important to have them in the same yeah, sure. so, rather so, than join a so two, so two, so two, um So three people that I booked for year one mm-hmm. were Gary Vaynerchuk, Robert Hershevek from Shark Tank, wow. and Grant Cardone. Wow. Right? So, so, huge, huge. So, so I'll, I'll explain why. Now, yeah. um, I could tell you my personal feelings about all of them if you're curious another time, um, but I've talked about that publicly just well, well, uh, just, anyway, yeah. Tell me, so, tell me, tell me go, the big just, why, and then tell me you can Google, you can, you, you can Google my name and Grant Cardone for some fun stories. But Got anyway, it. so yeah. those three specifically, here's why. Gary Vaynerchuk t- it has a similar goal of owning a major league or a, a major sports franchise. He's he's ten years ahead of me, so I want to find out how he thinks differently How's from he me. Ten years ahead of you. He's ten years ahead of me in terms of net worth and following okay. at that time. Okay. So I want to know. Okay, how does he think differently than me? Mm-hmm. And so if I spend a day with him, I think I'll be able to get 80% of how we're different. I want to know how he wants, how he plans to own the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. I want to know what he focuses on in order to build that. What's the strategy that he plans on doing? I'd never heard him talk about it before. Mm-hmm. Now he talks about it publicly. But I think that was the first time. Uh, I booked Robert Hershevek mm-hmm. because Robert Hershevek is following a model that I'm really envious of that I want to build on my route to owning Cleveland Indians. That's the physical product. That's, and the that is, that is having a stake in a company mm-hmm. and having a platform that makes that company grow. The whole reason why I teach this stuff is because my model mm-hmm. is I want to have a stake in a business and I want to impact that business by the platform that we build at capitalism.com. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. And then, so you want capitalism.com to be the shark tank of correct. physical products? Correct. Maybe? Yes. Okay. And, and uh, Grant Cardone claimed to own hundreds of millions of dollars with real estate, right? <laughs> He's, and, he's and also so, a marketer. <laughs> and, and, so, and so if yeah. that had been true, then that would, have been, that would have been a nice down payment on the Cleveland Indians. Uh-huh. And he was 30 years older than me. Well, if I can reverse engineer that and start doing that now, that would be 
that'd be really interesting. Mm-hmm. So those are the three things I learned from those specific people. Now, what's the big, what, what, uh, and, and, uh, we've been going on a little while over 20 minutes or something. Yeah. What is, what is the big, I don't leave the audience. What, what is the big thing that you learned from this overall and not, not, you know, not the, I know you did interviews with all these people or whatnot, but what is, what I'd say, what was the big personal thing that you took away from this that maybe you haven't told anybody about, or I don't know, but what is the big overall thing where did, did it change your direct, because that's a big commitment to do this whole thing for this moment where you bring these people together. Here's the thing that I've discovered that I've never told anybody. Yeah. We've all got insecurities, imposter syndrome, junk, things that hold us back, Mm -hmm. stories, problems, reasons why we couldn't. We've all got it. All of them. So Grant, regardless of my personal interactions with him, was an addict for years, overcame it. Mm. Channeled that into business. This is wildly successful now. Mm. That's fucking admirable. Mm. Gary, immigrant from another country, started with nothing. Mm. Nothing. Built everything that he has from absolutely nothing. Mm. So you realize that I, we've all got junk and reasons why we could make them excuses. Mm. I'm this gender. I'm this ethnicity. I had this setback. We've all got it. Sure. Some people overcome it. Sure. And that's a result of who you become. And that is usually the result of some genetic makeup, DNA. But it's mostly things that are within your control. What you listen to, who you hang out with, the books you read, the habits that you practice. And the way that you fast lane all of that is by changing who you hang out with. That's, 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 that's it. That's everything. That's badass. Thanks. I like you too. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Dude, awesome. Thanks awesome for having stuff. me over, John. Dude, I, you know, you know, my lake house. Uh, is here, there anything here, else you want to... Here are my lake house. Uh, here are my lake house. Just bought this new uh, John Cristani here. <laughs> Is there, is there anything else? Yeah. Uh, buy my stuff and subscribe to my podcast at capitalism.com. Cool. Dude, thank you so much. Dude, thanks for having me, man. This is fun. This is and, fun. Uh, I and lo- I love this sort of stuff. I love this. And this, I, is, this is awesome. And I love your beard. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Internet Jet Set Podcast. Now, if you're not subscribed already, be sure to do so now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Now, this lets the platform know that I'm doing something right and people like you love the content. It'll be a huge help and I would be super grateful. Also, be sure to head over to my YouTube channel. My name is John Cristani on YouTube, C-R-E-S-T-A-N-I. And pick up my free course on affiliate marketing that'll be available once you subscribe. Now, this free course will describe to you in detail the methods I used to become wealthy in my own internet business without having to invest lots of money or uh, have any employees. So this is the same system used by thousands of students of mine all over the world to earn a side or a full-time income. Now, until next time, money loves speed, so let's get it.